So we are in week two of this series, which is called Road Trip. And uh, last week we talked about Abram and how he was called by God to go somewhere he'd never been, to leave his home at a time when he didn't have cell phones, when he didn't have cars, when he didn't have a, a family family, when he didn't have the internet, when he didn't have anything where he could get in touch. So when he said goodbye to the people that he left behind to his home place, he knew that he probably would never see them again. And yet he trusted God to go forward. He trusted God to take that journey, to, to go where God would lead him, that God would be with him. Because God will never call you to do anything or go anywhere that he will not then prepare you to go. Like he called Abram and said, I want you to go somewhere unknown. I want you to go out into the wilderness. I want you to go and make a land for my people. But then he said, and I will be with you the entire way. And so when Abram got there, he, he set up an altar and prayed to God and gave glory. And then we know that Abram wasn't perfect because he lied about Sarah. And he said, uh, yeah, my wife is my sister. He didn't say it like that because I'd be creepier. But he said, hey, tell them that you're my sister because they're going to like you and they're going to kill me. And he didn't trust God in that moment. And so there were some consequences, but God gave him another chance because he asked for forgiveness and he learned and he moved forward. But the point is, God is always with you, so trust him and be with him also. This week we were talking about runaways because there are times where you feel like everything is going poorly in your life, where everybody doesn't like you, where your wiffle ball team lost, or where uh, you get hit. 17 times by the whiff of all, or where you, you uh, have bad grades in school, or like you have a test that you really thought you were going to do great on, but, but somehow the grade curve messed you up and you didn't do very well. Now you have to go tell your parents, and your parents are mad at you for something that you didn't do. It was your brother's fault, your sister's fault. It wasn't your fault. All of these things are going against you. Your friends are kind of upset. You're having a bad day, and you feel the impulse to run away. Now, sometimes it's literal. Sometimes people feel like, I've got to get out of here. I've got to move on. Adults feel this too sometimes. Sometimes you run away in different ways by giving up, by changing who you are, by saying, you know what, I've been a Christian. I've tried to do good, but I'm just sick of this because everybody makes fun of me and it's so hard. And, and it is important to note that even in the hardest times, when it's the worst, when life feels just beyond good, even when you do the wrong thing and you mess up, God still loves you and he still has a plan for you and he still will help you and prepare you and help you to move forward. He will still forgive you like he did Abram. This week we're going to talk about another hero of the Bible, someone who, when you think of like the Mount Rushmore of great Bible characters, of people that, that are heroes, of people that are heroes uh, to so many that everybody that doesn't even read the Bible knows, it's Moses. We all know Moses. And so Moses started out, uh, he was a baby floating along the river uh, the, because the Pharaoh wanted to kill the Israelite boys. And so he was raised as an Egyptian. He was raised as a prince. And so he knew his heritage, but he also felt different because he had none of the same problems that the other people had. And so I want to read from Exodus 2, 11 through 25. Many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews, and he saw how hard they were forced to work. During the visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. After looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. So that escalated super quick. So Moses, uh, who everybody thinks of, if, if I were like, if we had a pop quiz, which we don't do, don't worry. But if we had a pop quiz and, and the prize is like a Snickers bar or something, and, and it's like name the, the most heroic person in the Old Testament, somebody who never messed up, somebody who always... Uh, witnessed for God, who always stood up for God. A lot of people, adults, kids, teens, would name Moses because we think of the Ten Commandments. We think of the parting of the Red Sea. We think of all the good that he had done, which is good, and it, he did do that. He was a hero for God. He did bring glory to God. He did fulfill God's purpose, but he started out real bad. 
he started out an angry young man, and he looked out there, and he wasn't thinking. He didn't wake up and like, you know what? It's a Tuesday. I feel like murdering somebody today. That's not how it went. But he woke up, and he's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm a prince. I'm, an, I'm, I'm Egyptian. You know, I see all the Israelites. They're slaves. I feel so bad for them. I feel pity for them. I wish that things were better. I'm going to try to make it better for them, not by sacrificing anything, uh, not by going and doing work myself, but I'm going to go out and see if I can kind of take care of them. And so he saw an Egyptian beating up another Israelite, and he's like, oh, I know what I can do. I'm going to stop this. And I think that as it went, he got madder and madder, and then things got away from him, and he murdered. Have you ever had that in your life where you're going to do one thing, but then your emotions get in the way, your anger, your sadness, something like that, and you can do something completely different. Maybe you're discussing something with your parents or with your sibling or with a friend, and you're talking, everything's cool-headed, and then there's a little disagreement, and you get madder and madder, and then they get madder, and you say something you wish you hadn't said, and then they say something they wish they hadn't said, and it goes, and then you're running, and you're slamming the door, and you're throwing cookie jars all over the place, and all of these things. And it, it's, that's basically what Moses did, except the cookie jar was murder. And so he actually murdered someone. Now, later on with the Ten Commandments, do not murder was one of them. And so he actually murdered. He did something bad, and I want that to be clear here. He did something bad. Now, he did it for what he felt, even though he was angry, he did it for what he felt was a good reason. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be a hero now. He wasn't thinking, oh no, I'm going to have to run away after this. He's thinking everybody is going to look at me and say, oh, Moses just saved. Moses is basically this generation's Iron Man. Moses is just the greatest hero ever. Moses is going to take care of us. Moses is going to be the next king. Yay, Moses. Moses 2020, whatever it is. He thought that it's going to be amazing after that. Now we go to the next scripture. Uh, the next day, when Moses went out to visit his people again, he saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up your, your friend, Moses said to the one who had started the fight. The man replied, who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid, thinking, everyone knows what I did. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what had happened, and he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. So here we go to, to the shock for Moses. So Moses, and I want to go back a little bit before where he, before he murders the person, before he takes part, he looked everywhere. So he like sees this and he's getting mad and he's looking all around. Here's a tip for you in your life. Anytime you're about to do something and it's questionable and before you do it, you have to look around to make sure nobody's watching you. Don't do that. Unless it's like a surprise party for me, do not do that, okay? Because that is just a bad idea. It is not something that's going to be good. It's not something that's going to be good for you, for anybody else. And I can tell you this, the truth always comes out eventually. And so it's always better to start with the truth. It's always better to not do the bad thing, obviously. And so Moses, he, he knew that it was wrong, and then he goes out, and he sees two Israelites fighting, and these are his people. And he's probably expecting a parade at this point. Like, they're fighting, and he probably walks up, like, puffed up, and he's like, hey guys, why are you mad at each other? And he's expecting like, oh, they're going to clap for me. They're going to stop and they're going to be like, oh, Moses, you're here. Oh, what do we do? Uh, oh, great, wise Moses. That's what he's expecting. And they look at him and they can tell that he is not there for them. You see, sometimes people help people to help themselves. And he, they know that he is there for his ego. They know that he is there and that he did the wrong thing. And they saw it. They know the truth. And so they look at him and they're like, dude, you don't own me. You, don't, you can't tell me what to do. What are you talking about? Are you going to kill us like you killed them? And Moses, his heart sank, and he's shocked because he expected being the hero. He expected being the king. Uh, 
and it's something that he couldn't, couldn't handle. And so there are a lot of different things at this point that he could have done and still been okay. He could have said, oh, oh man, you know what? I, I can't believe I did that. You're so right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go turn myself in. I'm going to go talk to the Pharaoh, to, to my mom. I'm going to go talk to the woman who raised me. I'm going to go and, and try to make this better. I'm so sorry. Uh, but instead, he looks at them and he's like, well, boom. And there's a Moses-shaped hole in the pyramid and he runs out because he's scared. And so he runs away. He had become somebody that he wasn't. And when he's faced with that problem, when he's faced with standing up, when he's faced with being who he's supposed to be, when he's faced with a decision of right and wrong, he runs away. We, said that, we see that a lot in this world. We see people uh, go up and do the wrong thing. And then the next 17 press conferences they give, like uh, this happens a lot with athletes, like they'll tweet something that is awful to tweet. And then they'll give like 17 press conferences saying, oh, it's hacked. Uh, you weren't hacked. Oh, well, that wasn't really me. My, my sister took my phone and tweeted for me. All of these things, and like people make excuse after excuse, and then they run away. And, and, and that's what happens. And the temptation is always that. Listen, temptation is not a sin. You are, when you get in trouble, when you do the wrong thing, when you're faced with a decision, your temptation will be to give up. That's human nature. But that is where God is. And God is like, you don't have to give up because I'm with you. I will help you. And he would have helped Moses there. And that is key because Moses, we're going to talk about how he turned his life around with God, but it starts from the worst possible place he could go. A murderer who thought he was better than everyone else, who ran away. And that is part of the journey. You and your life have probably done something that you wish you hadn't. You've probably said the wrong thing. You've probably argued. You've probably done something that, that, that got you in trouble. And it, it sucks, and I'm sorry that that happened. But that is not who you are. You are not your past, and you are not your actions. You are not your mistakes. You are not your choices. You are a, a loved son or daughter of God, and he is always with you. And when you mess up, all you have to do is not run away, but look to him and say, God, help me to, to figure out what to do here. Help me to know who to talk to. Help me to know how to make this better. Please be with me. And he will listen. Because just like he called Abram and said, I am going to call you to go and go somewhere that people will say is crazy, but I'm going to be with you. There is literally nothing in your life that you can do that God won't be there for if you're following him, if you're trusting him, if you're giving yourself to him. And so now we're at a point where Moses has run away. The hero of the Bible, one of the heroes of the Bible has run away. He did something wrong and instead of making it better, he ran away. So now we go to when Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters and came as usual to draw water and fill the water troughs for the father's flocks. Uh, but some other shepherds came and chased them away. So Moses jumped up and rescued the girls from the shepherds. Then he drew water for their flocks. So here Moses, it seems to us like this small paragraph that's just kind of a, a set piece for what's going to happen to Moses. But this is actually a huge moment in his life because he had a decision here. He sees a, a group of, of uh, young women uh, being mocked or possibly hurt by other shepherds. And so he sees this. And I guarantee, without knowing for sure, that he, his mind flashed back to where he saw the Israelite and he saw the, the Egyptian fighting and he knew that he did the wrong thing. And then he flashed back to the two Israelites fighting and he had to run away. And so he's probably thinking, I shouldn't get involved. I, I see people that need my help, but I messed up last time. And, and if I messed up last time, I'm going to mess up every time because we think that. I think that sometimes. But again, you are not your actions. You are not your past. And so Moses looked at that 
And he could have gone the other way. Instead of running away again, he could have said, you know what, I'm going to kill everybody. Because I give up, because I messed up, and I'm just going to keep messing up. I lied, and I'm going to keep lying. I stole, and I'm going to keep stealing. I cheated, and I'm going to keep cheating. But he didn't do that either. Because he learned from God. And he's like, God, what do I do in this moment? And God helped him to have the courage, the strength to stand up. And he didn't kill anybody, and he didn't run away. He helped people again. Because you, when you mess up, when you make a bad decision, when you say the wrong thing, do not let that determine the rest of your life. Don't run away from your faith. Don't run away from your family. Don't run away from who you are. Be who you are and own up to that. I will tell you this, and I'm going to speak for all the other adults here. We, every adult, every person, there is nothing that is more respected to us than when somebody steps up to something they did. Like we love that. Everybody loves that. Think about it from your own point. If somebody does something wrong to you or takes something or you know they did it and they come up to you, you're like, you know what? I'm sorry I messed up. That gives so much more respect than, oh, I didn't mean to. It wasn't really me. It was somebody else. Like lying and lying and lying. It's, it's worthy of respect. And God is in that. There is nothing wrong with admitting you are wrong. In fact, that's one of the huge problems in the world today. Uh, if you watch the upcoming debates over the next few years on both parties, you're never going to hear the words, I'm sorry I was wrong from anyone running. You're not. Uh, and you're going to, you see that in sports, in celebrity culture, in, in the world everywhere. You see people never admit that they were wrong. It's always somebody else's fault. Uh, and that is not a way to live your life. And Moses could have done that. But he said, God, help me. And that is where we all are. God help us. And so I'm going to continue with this story. When the girls returned to Reuel, their father, he asked, why are you back so soon today? An Egyptian rescued us from the shepherds, they answered. And then he drew water for us and watered our flocks. Then where is he? Their father asked. Uh, why did you leave him here? Invite him to come and eat with us. Moses accepted the invitation and he settled there with them. In time, Reuel gave Moses' daughter Zipporah to be his wife. Later, she gave birth to a son and Moses named him, him Gershon. And he explained, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. For me, and this is a personal thing for me, uh, the hardest thing for, for me to do is, is feel like I'm worth it, to feel like I'm enough. And that's one of the reasons you'll hear me say those things to you so much, because I know what it is like to feel worthless. I know what it is like to feel like a failure. I know what it is like to think that everyone is laughing at you, because that's how I feel a lot of my life. Now, people will come up to me and say, I never feel like that about you. A and it means something to me, but it's still something that, that is a struggle for me to truly understand. So that is kind of where Moses could have been. It, he was in this point where he's like, okay, I did the right thing. Good. And then they came and he's like, oh, they're going to invite me to, to make fun of me or they don't really want me there. They just like that I did something good. But no, he had gotten past. Now, he wasn't perfect the rest of his life either, but he had gotten past that and he learned from it and he moved forward from that. And he was becoming who we see him as. Uh, the murder was bad. I, I mean, I'm not going to get around that. But he did not allow that to destroy the rest of his life. He gave his life to God. A and, and so he moved forward. And he goes and he has a family and he builds a family. And he worships God and he does everything he can. And then we get to the last part of the scripture. Years passed and the king of Egypt died. But the Israelites continued to groan under the burden of slavery. They cried out for help and their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He looked down on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. Uh, I said last week I talked about how if you were writing the Bible, like if you're writing it as literature, like not ordained by God, but you're just like, I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to use the Bible as the Bible, like if it were fake, I guess is what I'm saying. 
uh, you would write it as Moses. Maybe he does do the murder, but then he becomes a hero on top of it. Or uh, he, he goes and he is always on the run and he's like the fugitive, which is probably an old reference for most of you. But he's always on the run and people are always after him and he's always got to stay a step ahead of the law. And, and he's always on the outside and he's like, he puts on a mask and he kind of secretly helps people, stuff like that. But in real life, God still used him. And so if we were writing the story, like I said, and, and we're like, oh, Israelite needs to be, Israel needs to be freed. They need to have a hero, someone that everybody can respect, someone everybody can look up to, someone that, that is just above, like a Billy Graham type person, somebody who everybody agrees, oh, this guy's awesome. This guy is a Christian. This guy is, is, is worthy of respect. Somebody like that. Uh, we would be like, oh, let's put that person in. But God said, everyone has a place. Everyone who follows me is worthy. Everyone is loved. Everyone can change. Everyone can turn around. Everyone has a plan. Everyone has a purpose. And so he looks and he said, Moses, you messed up big. You made the wrong decision and you did something bad. But I see that my people need help and you are going to do it. Now, there are times where Moses kind of argued that and he's like, I'm not worth it. And God said, listen, and this is not part of the scripture that I have, but God said, listen, who made your tongue? Who, who made your mouth? Who made you? And, and, you know, Moses had to say you. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't call people and then not help them, which is what we think. We think, oh, I've been called to do this, or I have to go do this. I have to go do that. Somebody wants me to do this, and, and I'm just going to have to do it and be scared. I'm, I was terrified for like 95% of my life, and I'm like 103, uh, of, of public speaking. And it's like, God, I cannot do this. And he's like, I told you that you can. And, and so it's not that I'm good and it's not that I'm not scared sometimes, but I trust him to be with me. And he is every single time uh, because he's always here. Uh, the other adults could tell you that there are many times in their life where they felt unprepared or they felt scared. They felt like they're in a place or a, a position or a job or a family or a home or a, a ministry where, where they just, they're not the right person for it. But God is like, you are the right person for it because you feel that way. And I'm going to use you. And every single time he does, every single time he helps. And so Moses, he brought him back from the failure that he saw himself as. And Moses looked at God and said, okay, okay. Now, as I said, as I began, you are going to feel the temptation to run away. You're going to feel the temptation to, to quit whatever it is, whether it's church or school or your home, your job, you're going to feel that temptation. Every single person feels that temptation at some point. But in that moment, instead of giving in, say, I am not what I have been. I can be more. God is with me. God will protect me. Moses was a murderer. Nobody here has probably murdered anybody. And so God is with you. I'm a little concerned about the reaction there, but God is with you all of the time. If he can use a murderer, someone who literally killed someone and then ran away, if he can use a murderer to be someone that we all know, to help free his people, to help lead his people, to help begin Israel and the faith, to be a name that has lasted because we associate it with who God is. If he can use that person, he can absolutely use all of us. He can use anybody. All you have to do is trust him. Instead of running away, run towards him. It does not mean that you're going to be perfect because you're not. It does not mean that you're always going to do the right thing. I will encourage you to always try to do the right thing. Always try to do the right thing. Always make that decision. But if and when you do mess up, do not allow it to change you. Do not become that thing. Look to God and say, okay, Moses was a murderer. 
how can I turn this around, Lord? And talk to him. Talk to one of the adults that are here. Talk to me. Talk to Pastor Tim. Talk to Pastor Julie. Talk to someone who, who is a strong Christian in your life. And I promise you, and again, I'm going to speak for the adults, that is why they are here, to listen and to help. And most of us have experience where it's like, hey, you know, I kind of understand that. And so we can talk. And God, above all, will help you and listen to you and prepare you. There is nothing in your life that you will be faced with that God will not help you through. Remember that. And I promise you that no matter what happens, he will always be with you because he was with Moses who did about as bad a thing as you can do, but he did not allow that to change him, to define him. He became a follower, a leader for God. And that is what we all can do. And that's all I got.